Welcome to this edition of Buy, Hold, Sell, brought to you by Livewire Markets. In this weekly show, you'll catch two fund managers who'll share their views on a selection of listed companies both here and overseas. Hit the subscribe button on your podcast player to be notified of new episodes each week. And don't forget that all the views expressed are general in nature and you should seek your own advice before making any decisions of your own. That's all from me. Sit back, relax and enjoy the latest edition of Buy, Hold, Sell. Hey, how you doing? And welcome to Livewire's Buy, Hold, Sell. I'm Ali Selby, and today we have a little bit of a long, short special for you. We're going to be taking a look at three of the most shorted stocks on the ASX, as well as two compounders for the long term. To do that, we're joined by David Mobley from Clear Life Capital and Josh Clark from QVG. Okay, first up, we have a crowd favourite. It's Lithium Miner Vulcan Energy Resources. It has a short interest of 7%. David, I'm going to start on you. Is it a buy, hold? or sell? Yeah, it's a sell for us. Um, Look, I hope uh, there's a lot of lithium that needs to come to market in the next few years and I hope that it works. Um, We've got some question marks around um, the commercialisation of that asset and the valuation where it stands probably doesn't justify the risk um, that we see. So sell from us. It seems investors agree. Its share price is down 28% since the beginning of the year. Josh, over to you. Is it a buy, hold or sell? Yeah, um, David, spot on the money. It's It's a sell. Yeah, I mean, to the valuation point, uh, it's a billion dollars worth of, worth of market cap that just doesn't seem to be pricing in some of the complexity. The resource is, is pretty loosely defined. It's a new trend, uh, extraction technology, DLE via sorption. It's only been done once before, to my, my understanding, in, in the Andes on a completely different asset with, dis- with different chemistry. Um, and even that business, Livevent, look like they're expanding not only into sorption but into other technologies, which... I think speaks to the capital cost that's required for that particular technology. So there's a lot of money that's got to go into that EV that adds, or enterprise value I should say, that adds to that, um, that existing um, valuation headwind uh, that David talked about. Um, so it's pretty complicated. And on top of that, they're making it more complicated for themselves by going into uh, France and Italy at the same time as, as Germany. That's before we start talking about things like regulatory approvals. So yeah, I, I'd just say that anyone who thinks that it's going to be smooth sailing is probably being a little bit optimistic with this one. Uh, so I'd, I'd say it's a sell. Okay, next up we have Domino's. Do you like pineapple on pizza? It has a short interest of 11%. Josh, is it a buy, hold or sell? Yeah, I, I don't think pineapple on pizza is controversial. Uh, that's, <laughs> pineapple on pizza is a buy. Uh, Domo, I'm also a buy on pineapple on pizza, yeah. just to be clear. That's, that's <laughs> I honestly, so am I. Pineapple on pizza is amazing. Yeah. Um, but on Domino's. That's right, we're talking about Domino's. Um, uh, the this, this stock, though, I'd say is a sell. I just I think it's a little bit too expensive. It's on around 20 times um, pre-tax earnings, uh, which is really a growth multiple for a business that's not really growing at, at the moment. Um, they've had a difficult, uh, difficult first half. I think there's a real challenge um, for them to get to market expectations for the second half and then also the, um, growth expectations into the next financial year. So that's a fair amount of work that they've got to do just to meet expectations and, and stand still. Uh, and that's in an environment where their franchisees are really feeling the pain in terms of rising cost of, of doing business. And that, that slows their rollout uh, just because those franchise, um, franchise economics uh, are not quite as good as they were. So I think you really need to see a better valuation um, for Domino's to be anything other than a sell. 
Okay, its share price has also been suffering from a little bit of pain recently. It's down 53% in 2022. Over to you, David. Is it a buy, hold or sell? Yeah, it's a hold from us. Um, you know, the, as Josh highlighted, the business has um, had some earnings pressure. Um, the, the question mark we're um, grappling with at the moment is, um, is the current trajectory or, of earnings or the run rate in growth reflective of more medium term, the more medium term opportunity given the store rollout? Um, and, and agree the valuation probably looks a little bit toppy now, but um, it's, it's something that we like. We're, we're attracted to the, the growth opportunity in the business, just want a better entry price. Okay, next up we have Breville Group. It has a short interest of 9%. David, is it a buy, hold or sell? Uh, sell from us. Um, again, great business, medium term opportunity looks good, but they're holding a lot of inventory. And unfortunately in this environment, there's a lot of risks around the economy. Um, slowing top lines for retailers, um, you don't want to be long inventory, you sell from us. You're not buying a coffee machine anytime soon? No, and um, <laughs> there's some question marks over whether the inventory is as good as a Rolex, but um, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll hand that one over to Josh. Okay, it's also heavily in the red in 2022. It's down 37% year to date. Josh, over to you. Is Breville a buy, hold or sell? Uh, I've got to agree with David on this one. Uh, I think Breville's a sell. Uh, I think they've got plenty of, good, plenty of things going in their favour. Um, great management team, great product, uh, great global growth story through geographic uh, expansion. Um, but they've also benefited from work from home over the last few years. Uh, so that phenomenon has really driven um, uh, an elevated level of purchasing in terms of food prep and uh, manual coffee machines. So they've benefited from that, but I think there's a little bit of over earnings um, to, to potentially come out of the business. Uh, competitors like um, Whirlpool or, or the guys who own KitchenAid or, uh, or DeLonghi, they're really seeing um, rising cost pressures within the business, weaker um, consumer sentiment um, uh, and that's slowing their revenue growth. So even though Breville's got a bit of a better skew into manual coffee in North America, which is the, the segment and the geography uh, doing better within the business, I just don't think it's, it's enough to offset that pressure. Uh, at this point. For a little bit of positivity, we're going to ask our fundies for a long-term compounder today. Josh, what, what have you brought for us? Yeah, I, I don't hate everything. There are some, some stocks <laughs> uh, that, I, that I like. Um, I think Hub24 uh, fits well into that long-term compounder uh, bucket. So really quickly, they're effectively an investment platform. Uh, so if you're an advisor or an investor, um, you'll put funds on the platform. Gives you benefits like tax optimization, saves you time, saves you cost. Um, uh, portfolio customization is another benefit that, that you get for, um, uh, for being invested on that platform. But in terms of the compounding that you've asked about, uh, I think it's all the compounding factors that, that um, get behind earnings. So uh, fees for them are exposed to the assets under management that they have. Markets typically go up through time. So that's a medium term tailwind for earnings compounding within the business. Uh, they're also winning share. They're winning shares at a rate of about 10, uh, winning share at a rate of about 10% of flows and currently they've got market share of 5%. So market share should at least double and they've been growing um, the rate of flows throughout the, the life of the business. Um, and I also think the business gets stronger with scale. So uh, they can leverage those economies of scale to pump more money back into um, research and development, keep the product fresh and ahead of the market. Uh, and it's not really talked about, but that that scale potentially also gives you the opportunity to pass some of that price um, back to customers and further entrench yourself in the future. So yeah, Hub24 would be the compounder for me. Okay, over to you, David. Josh brought along Hub24. What's your pick of the bunch? Oh, look, you'd be shocked to know it's um, IDP education. <laughs> um, yeah, look, a medium-term opportunity for the business is, um, is enormous. 
quick background, they basically run um, global leader in high-stakes high English language testing and also a student placement business. Um, the opportunity for the business through COVID has been significantly strengthened through the acquisition of um, uh, basically a monopoly position in India, which is the fastest growing um, higher education market globally. And, um, you know, the company's got a great balance sheet. And, and once again, you know, despite being a global leader, only single digit market share right now. So, you know, looking forward three to five years, the earnings power of the business is significantly larger than what it is today. And um, yeah, as long as they execute, there's a great opportunity for them there. Okay, well, I hope you loved that special as much as I did. If you did, why not give it a like? Remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're adding so much great content every single week. Thanks for listening to Buy, Hold, Sell, brought to you by Livewire Markets, Australia's number one source of expert investment analysis and insights. Register for free online at livewiremarkets.com and you'll discover more exclusive investing articles, videos and podcasts.